Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It Weep. Uh, this is episode number 49. We have now done as many episodes as Arsenal won back-to-back games in 2003 and 2004, which is an English football record. Take that. Uh, we are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television. Today we're talking about Eclipse, which is the third book in the Twilight series. We're reading about the third third. Uh, you can read along with us if you want. You can get the audiobook for free by going to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you sign up for a trial, we'll give you a free audiobook. You can use that to read along with us for this section. We highly don't recommend it. Joining us today, we have a very special panel. First up, he's a vampire that doesn't drink blood, and he's also a man who won't have sex before marriage. Are there any stereotypes he won't defy? It's Ezra. I'm not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well defied. Also joining us today, when he has dirty thoughts about you, all of his brothers and his sister can hear them. It's Chris. We're really into polygamy. If only. Yeah, not not practice, but in, in, in thought. Also joining us today, she managed to be passed out for the climax of yet another book written about her. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Sarah back to the program. Please remind me of the exciting points in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm your host today. The only thing I hate more than motorcycles is visible displays of emotion. My name is Alex. Oh, Alex. You should you should leave the room. I might cry soon. I, that's my favorite part about Charlie is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody's crying. I have to go. <laughs> if you're bleeding, we can talk about that. Yeah, I'll make fun of you if you break your hand. But... <laughs> Broken bones, hilarious. But my daughter crying, no. Whoa, game over, man. Game over. What I was thinking is that maybe Bella is so useless when she's when she's crying. All you can really do is just leave her some like you know hydrating fluids and just come back in a couple hours to see if she's <laughs> yeah. not dead. I left a couple Gatorades in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, well, it's time for the compliment sandwich! Hey! hey. Sarah, as always, uh, you get to go first in the, or, or last, as you choose, in the compliment sandwich round, where we try to be fair by mentioning one thing we do like about the work. What do you prefer? I would like to go first this time. Ooh. Please do. I have got to hand it to Stephanie Meyer. She reached a perfect moment of truth in this last section. Because there is a moment where Bella says, and I quote, I'm a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) I wish she recognized that her her horribleness really was mostly in just being boring. Yeah. Because she's not horrible for not dating the kiss rapist. That was a reasonable decision. (laughs) <laughs> well, if she had dated him before he kiss-raped her, you know, then then it would have been all right, too. Oh. I think the horrible person here is Stephanie Meyer for the, uh, go ahead, go ahead, kiss-rape me. It might just prove that I actually loved you and that I wanted it all along. Yeah, that, I'm just gonna, to our listeners, this is not good advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Yeah, in case you are thinking about kiss-raping or being kiss-raped, it's not a great plan. No. Looking at you, Anna and Axelrod. <laughs> all right hey chris since you just opened your mouth you get to go next awesome my compliment is that stephanie myers finally found a use for jacob and that is uh as portable yet a little bit whiny space heater in the <laughs> jacob's pretty useless he shows up he kiss rapes you he gets you in trouble yeah and he provides you with no real utility besides making a little bit of attention in your relationship 
Except when you go camping and it's really cold and your boyfriend is made of uh, cold things. And then you're shivering. You put a Jacob in, y- in your sleeping bag and all of a sudden you're fine. <laughs> I mean, you have to deal with his giant wolf boner pressing against your side the whole time. But at least you're warm. Yeah. You know, I did wonder about that. <laughs> <laughs> or like maybe he was like he was Little Spoon so she didn't have to worry about it unless her hand drifted a little low. I mean, like even though she needed his warmth to survive, she was still like, please don't climb into my suitcase and press your wolf boner against me. And the fact that he kept, like, forcing himself in makes me think that he was probably Big Spoon. Yeah. Because it's rare that, like, Little little Spoon kiss rapes anybody. <laughs> That's true. Besides the inside of their elbow in a fit of desperation when Big Spoon has <laughs> fallen asleep. You have to learn how to do it right. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. As, since you were the one who uh, spoke last, you get to do the next compliment. All right. This compliment is, um, I have mixed feelings about this compliment. All right. <laughs> Um, I have mixed feelings about this book. Go. You have mixed feelings about this book? Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually just meant to say that I hated it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have triple distilled hate. <laughs> there are no impurities in my hate anymore. <laughs> At the end, she. this is the part where you guys didn't read this from the from the actual text. It says, I'm also grateful to all the other bands on my playlist who helped me through the writer's block and to my new discoveries. And she lists OK Go as one of them. Ah! I like OK Go. But I hate that she likes them, and I hate that they helped her in any way. <laughs> I, not a court in the world is going to convict them of this crime, but I agree with you. It sucks. <laughs> they, yeah. they should stop making music, man. This is like Alfred Nobel. Like, this is, they've done something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Inadvertently. How exactly did they help her through her writer's block? Like, she was sitting there, and she's like, hmm, how can I drag out this conversation more? And then she just thought, she watched the Here It Goes Again video, and she's like, I'll just get on the treadmill in opposite directions for a minute and run it out. Here it goes, here it goes, here it goes again. (laughs) Oh, wait, she was in love with him, too, the whole time. Perfect. Thank you, OK Go. (laughs) As for for that part of the compliment sandwich, since you have mixed feelings about it, is a marbled rye. A marbled (laughs) compliment rye. Yeah. All right. Since I made the last dumb joke, I will go final in the compliment round. So Bella says something placating to Alice at one point, and to show her frustration, this is also this is brilliantly written dialogue. Alice yells, "Words!" <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked that. This is my too. new favorite ex- exclamation, and that I will use any time I'm frustrated by things. <laughs> Yeah. Well, especially when somebody's making a promise to you that they won't keep, or if your ice cream falls off its cone and onto the street, you just yell, WORDS! Today we're going to do something a little different. Instead of just summarizing briefly and then going on with our various other segments, we're going to try to actually be a little more thorough because I think this book is crappy enough and is going to be in enough pop culture things that you need to have a little more thorough understanding of it. So we're going to sort of talk through each of the individual parts of this section, the third section of this book. So, Chris, why don't you start by summarizing the first few things that happen in this section, starting like right after the party, probably. After this big party, which we talked about last episode, the wolves and the vampires get together and they, they think, well, the way to protect our homeland from this onrush of new vampires is to work together. And it turns out that through a long-winded expository backstory, Jasper is really good at fighting new vampires. So he teaches both the rest of the family 
and the wolves how to fight new vampires. And they're going to team up. They're going to set a trap. They're going to do all this shit. So they just stay up really late, and Bella falls asleep halfway through it. Like, she falls asleep halfway through anything marginally interesting. (laughs) And uh, they get better at fighting, which is cool. They get a little level-up badge. (laughs) The floor is now open. So anything you want to talk about hates or other possible compliments about this section? I think what I really found sort of amazing about this section, amazing in a bad way, bear in mind, but (laughs) about this section and then the climax, which we'll talk about later, is that, you know, she doesn't know how to write an action scene really at all. It's so vaguely described, like... I really have no concept of what's going on. She builds up Jasper as this amazing fighter, you know, and he's going to train them. And you're like, oh, sweet. We're going to get like a Mulan be a man sort of montage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that scene. To defeat it's, the It's the standard hunt. I hold her to. It's, it's <laughs> but admittedly, there are some fun things about the way the vampires fight, just like there was some fun things about the way they play baseball. Like Alice, because she can read the future, is... Although she's a total pushover, she never loses a fight because she always just slightly steps out of the way of wherever you're going to punch. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun, too. And and the fact that, like, she does it so quickly that it looks like stuff goes through her. Yeah, and, that's fun. And Edward has the mind reading, which is a pretty similar skill. Yeah. It's a very similar skill, except fighters don't actually think about things. They just, like, they hit first, ask questions later. So, right. Wait, Chris, what are some of the questions that the fighters would have asked after they hit someone? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did I why hurt you? Why is my fist made of owies? Would be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so the other thing that happens a lot, like right before the fight, is that the Edward and Jacob battle continues. The battle of stare downs, and then talking about how much they truly, deeply care about Bella. Yeah, I mean, there was actually some inter- there, were, like there were some tactics, like uh, Edward intentionally got Bella to mention that they were engaged in front of Jacob, which hurt him, and then. He kiss-raped Bella, which hurt Edward. And Bella. And Bella. (laughs) Uh. Also, what is the fuck... The werewolves imprint for life also. Like, the vampires pick a mate forever. Yeah, we should have, like, a a Johnny Appleseed for, like, casual dating in the vampire and werewolf worlds, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Just go out tonight. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, just take it as far as it goes. It doesn't have to be forever. Like, a swamp monster who really likes dance parties. You know, go ahead and play the field, Yetis. Like, just. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, Chris, the next part is sort of like the fight. So, talk us through the fight. Yeah, but even before they do the fight, there's this big thing. The fight's coming, the fight's coming. Wait, we're spending the night in a tent. Jacob has to be in the sleeping bag with Bella, and Edward and Jacob spend the whole night talking about the nature of true love and marriage. And even better than that, Bella overhears the whole thing, painstakingly records it for all of her readers, and then goes, that was a weird dream. (laughs) (laughs) This is like like Plato's Symposium if, you know, uh, Socrates and Alcibiades were a werewolf and a vampire and stupid. (laughs) Actually, what was fun about this, I, I, I don't mean to always be harping on the kiss rapist thing, but fuck the kiss rapist. Yeah. I, like, I don't understand how there really is even a Team Jacob. Like, okay, Edward is boring, but whatever. He's not a kiss rapist. Mike Newton doesn't kiss rapist. 
<laughs> I mean, they just control her in, in different ways. Edward controls her mostly through emotional manipulation, and Jacob totally preys off of Bella's overwhelming need to have sex with something. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem to overwhelm her at times. Uh, this one time she gave Alice a particularly close hug. I was like, come on, you're too big to play there. That whole thing led to one delightful moment, though, where Edward had to say, Bella, seriously, stop trying to take off your clothes. <laughs> She's not successfully taking off her clothes. She's like, probably doesn't know how buttons work. He's like, no, Bella, stop trying to tear the button. It's not, it's okay. It's a snap. We'll, we'll learn snaps tomorrow. We'll do zippers later. Just, just hang out. Keep your hoodie on for now. Yeah. I kept thinking, like, the whole thing, he doesn't want to have sex now because he's afraid he'll just, like, uh, you know, fuck her in half or whatever. I'm wondering. It's the Superman syndrome. It is. It is. Right? He came perfectly and it out the top of her skull. I mean, like, really. So I'm wondering. He's like, I have to learn control. I have to learn control. But really what that means is when he goes out hunting, he's fucking some sheep. Right? Right? <laughs> You know, he finds a herd, and he's like, okay, I killed 49 of them, maybe this 50th one. <laughs> like, and he's like, all right, Edward, now don't fuck it in half. Don't, don't fuck, fuck it in half. <laughs> Shit. You can do this. Actually, for Edward, it's perfect, because he's like, oh, I fucked the sheep in half. Well, I better drink its blood and move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he's like, oh, damn, all I got was a snack. <laughs> what if he has, like, a, a job, like, for, like, a butcher? Actually, like, cutting... <laughs> 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 I just love that situation because so rarely is it like do you get the choice of like you know like well you can either have food or sex and if it turns out the sex isn't that good you still have the food <laughs> if, I mean if you're eating a pizza and it's not that good you don't end up with sex <laughs> that's very very true hey welcome to Edward's butcher shop can I fuck you off a hawk or some bacon <laughs> <laughs> That is the first thing I've ever heard. That's the second verse is the idea of Chris eating a pizza and being like, oh, this is shitty pizza, and then trying to fuck it. <laughs> Welcome to Chris's Pizzeria. <laughs> if you don't like it, fuck you. If the calzone fits. Once all that stuff is done, there's like an actual fight, uh, which is well. Uh, yeah, right? I mean, I was I was thinking like, oh, there's no way, there's no way she could ruin this for me. All right, <laughs> vampires versus werewolves versus vampires. There's a fucking. There are two armies, and we don't get to hear any of it. Well, yeah, and all we get is this piddly little like two on two like half court shit. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> I mean, and that's not even that good, too, because most of it involves circling. Let's not talk all the way down on this fight. At one point, Bella stabs herself with a rock. She tries to. She, she tries to. Get yeah, she's it. <laughs> she scratches herself on the arm with a rock. All right, but still. Again, I felt very teased. Um, I, I was so <laughs> sure she was going to kill herself. <laughs> well, there's, actually, the Bella's part was really fun because she was talking about how her body, even though she knew it wouldn't help, was preparing itself ineffectually for the upcoming fight. If you read between the lines, what she's saying is, Bella pooped her pants in this field. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I crapped my pants. Uh, actually, I think that part was censored in my version. I'll, I'll see if I can play that clip. I squeezed my ass tightly together and turned my face into Edward's chest, but I could still 
There was a deep, rumbling growl. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, we got to take her outside. <laughs> like, lift Bella up by the arms. Like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Other random thing that happens during this fight is that Edward tries to talk Riley out of fighting. Riley, some vampire whose name we didn't know till Edward meets him, and all of a sudden we're supposed to care because now he has a backstory and a book coming out next week. No, 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 that's, no, that's the other three. One. That's the girl who gets her head ripped off in front of the <laughs> Oh, awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, that part was great because Edward is like, he can read brains, he can read minds, and he instantly knew that the guy's name was Riley. So this young vampire walks around thinking, <laughs> my name is Riley, my name is Riley, my name is Riley. My name is Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think he might have well, just killed the the Gabby equivalent. I think uh, from LA Candy. <laughs> it might have been. Breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Or maybe there's like this like I you have like an ID tag that like in your brain. So whenever Edward accesses it, you just be like, oh okay, his name is Riley. Uh, he's a young vampire. He's in love with this girl. Tumble dry, warm. Oh yeah, he clicks on like the about this vampire link. <laughs> Throws left. Bats yeah. right. <laughs> masturbates left. You know. Like, yeah i don't want to bring the pain here but i'm pretty sure victoria just thought oh riley's not doing a good job and then he was like oh that must be riley what if that wasn't even his name his name's like josh like never learned his name (laughs) she never learned his name Chris, why don't you do the uh, the last bit then? After the fight, like sort of wrap. Oh up. yeah, well after the fight, which went swimmingly for the good guys and really badly for the bad guys. There's there's only one baby vampire left, and Victoria's dead, and you know everything's fine. Um, and this this baby vampire surrenders. The Volturi show up right at the very end. So all they have to do is kill the one that's left, because real vampires aren't made of pity, like uh, <laughs> right. Real vampires are like. Yeah, you broke the rules, and we could kill you easily, so we're going to. Yeah. Have you guys realized that the Volturi are pretty much like Judge Judy? <laughs> Judge, jury, and executioner. No, they're, ju- they're Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ju- he, they just they drop uh, that young Brie vampire. They just drop him in dip. Yeah. <laughs> I love the bureaucracy of the vampire world. We complained a lot in the first couple of books that the vampires are too strong, right? They are, like, the next step up on the food chain. Like, they're above humans, so they just had to make a bureaucracy to make sure that we don't overfish the human population. <laughs> yeah. You have your human license. Yeah, exactly. They have that ring that you got to put the clam through, and if it fits through the ring, then you can't keep the clam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't keep any females because they're breeders. <laughs> the, the way I figure it is just, one of the first vampires, I think, used to be, like, a, a bureaucrat. His superpower was establishing unnecessary committees. <laughs> was fill out standard form 47, please. <laughs> <laughs> this measure's not ever going to get out of committee because we got superpower filibuster guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> Also, we have uh, we have the part where uh, Bella hears that Jacob gets hurt, and so she promptly passes out. Yeah. 
She cannot. And she sucks at consciousness. She does. Like she passes out during all the exciting parts. She's like that person with like uh, narcolepsy or somebody. Whoever gets so excited they they bust into seizures. I forget what that is. <laughs> Epilepsy. Epilepsy. <laughs> there you go. Sleeping seizures. Yeah. <laughs> I think what it is about Bella is just that she was afraid that for one second something would happen that didn't directly involve her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, you don't. You're not stealing my thunder. Swoon. <laughs> I think what's going on with Bella is that she's got an iPhone battery. So like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Bella. You've been using GPS all day. <laughs> Oh man, we gotta we have to send her back to to Apple in order to fix that. Also, <laughs> yeah, it's not user replaceable. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the the new Bella though? Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah, I, she's got uh, fancier edges. Yeah, <laughs> all of her hair is an antenna. <laughs> <laughs> So then there's also, like, this bizarre wedding role reversal right at the end, right? Like, during the 600-page uh, denouement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, well, fight scene is over. Everything is fine. Let's bicker about marriage again for two hours. Yeah, it seems like that's all they do in this book. It's like, <laughs> I love you, Edward. I love you, Bella. Let's get married. No thank you, Edward. Let's have sex. No thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys yeah. ever see those uh, like Bugs Bunny and like Daffy Duck cartoons where like they're arguing like one side and the other side, and then all of a sudden they switch because <laughs> yeah, Bugs says they should switch. Marriage, sex, marriage, sex, marriage, sex, sex, marriage. <laughs> I think what it really was is that she rolled over in the meadow and saw the sheep's head lying nearby. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, let's give it another month. All right. <laughs> Hey, Ez. Uh, hey, dude. You know, I got a phone call from someone who said they had found your wallet in a storm drain. And apparently my number was your emergency contact. Yeah. What happened? Like, two guys just came up out of nowhere, beat me up, took my wallet. It was terrible. Uh, wow. You're, like, you're, you're hurt and you lost your wallet? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the only good thing about it is uh, they didn't pat me down. All right. So uh, I still had, like, a, I had an iPod shuffle clipped to the inside of my shirt and... Uh, it was uh, playing a, an audible audiobook the whole time. I mean, I've never been mugged, but the adrenaline must be through the roof. Like, you definitely need something kind of soothing at that point. When they're working the ribs a lot, I mean, it's really, the only thing I had was just, I just had the soothing yet creepy voice of Michael Emerson. Yeah, but if you lost your wallet, like, how could you have afforded audiobooks? Oh, well, it's okay, because uh, I got a free audible book. What? No. Just for going to audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep and being a fan of this show, I got a free Audible audiobook just for signing up. Wow. And then and then after that, like the you could have even keep the subscription, right? I mean if you wanted to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I might need it because um I got like six cracked ribs, so this is gonna be a long recovery time right. before I do anything awesome. Yeah. Audible.com. At least it's better than being raped. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I can use that one. (laughs) At least they left you with your virtue. No. (laughs) They offered to marry you first. Here here, here you go. Here you go. Audible.com. 60,000 titles and keep your wallet. How about uh, about something about how it hurts when you breathe?
Audible.com. 60,000 titles that make it hurt when you breathe. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how I meant that. (laughs) But I like that one. Audible.com. Alex needs to be more clear with his directions. All right, well, it's, uh, that brings us around to the other slice of bread in our compliment sandwich, so everybody has to come up with a minor compliment. Going in reverse order from what we did before, that makes it Chris, your turn first, I believe. I thought you went last, dude. Did I? I thought I went last. Interesting. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so my compliment is that, you know, Charlie's pretty all right, even though he's misguided. He wants to, He's really excited that his daughter graduated high school. She is not thrilled at all. They go out to the restaurant that he likes and she doesn't care about. I just like that Charlie's kind of a fuck-up of a dad in a really charming way that even when he tries to celebrate with Bella, he still, you know, kind of is not doing a great job. If I were to summarize your compliment, Chris, I would just say, still Charlie. Hmm. Still Charlie. Still. That's, yep, still Charlie. Still Charlie. Great, that'll be my turn second then. So there's a quote from the section where Stephanie Meyer says, from the perspective of Bella, which is, A cold trickle of fear oozed down my spine. The icy fear pooled in my stomach. And uh, that is four different liquid metaphors in two sentences, which is really fucking impressive. (laughs) Trickled, oozed, icy, and pooled in two sentences. (laughs) I I mean, I I like it because it it won the contest for, for most liquid metaphors before the next sentence, of course, which was fear spurted out of my head nozzle, gurgling viscously, but maintaining its hydrogen bonding. (laughs) (laughs) I like that Bella's emotions are soon to be controlled by the T-1000. (laughs) All right, uh, Ezra, that makes it your turn. Cool. There's a nice moment where... Um, because all the werewolves uh, share thoughts, Jacob's obsession over Bella turns Leah gay for a little while, and uh, Leah's <laughs> obsession with Sam turns Jacob gay, and I guess Leah's obsession with Sam turns Sam, I don't know, narcissistic, I guess it would be. <laughs> yeah, self-a-ro? Yeah, right. <laughs> Mono-ro? Self-a-ro. Yeah, monosexual? Yeah. <laughs> All right, gross. Hey, Sarah, uh, bring us home with your minor compliment. This book, more than any of the others, really smoothly incorporates the title. (laughs) (laughs) There is a a quote towards the end of the book where Jacob says, The clouds I can handle, but I can't fight with an eclipse. That line was great, too, because it doesn't make uh, astronomical sense. Because if he is her son... An eclipse would mean that he is in, she is in the way of herself being able to see him. Yeah, she, she casts she just, a shadow on him. She's so casting. What? How? What are you talking about? I, yeah. I'm just or happy it, that they changed the title from the original one that they use within the book, also pretty smoothly. But it was, um, Edward, please have sex with me now. <laughs> so can I, um, can I very briefly share with you a disturbing thought that you haven't pooped in four days? <laughs> 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 no, it, it's oh. just that, so so guys. This audiobook is 15 hours, right? Yeah. The last one, I think, the last two are probably presumably about the same. It gives us yeah. 45 hours of this. Do you know how long I've seen my fiance this week? <laughs> well, she's been working. Uh, it'll be it'll be two hours today. All right, that I've seen her. 
Yeah, but I have a stronger relationship with Microsoft Excel right now than I ever will. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't really see what your, what okay, your problem is. Aside from that paperclip, though, Microsoft Excel is not that wine. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather talk to Clippy all day than Bella. Oh, you want to help me, Clippy? Fine. Bella, you want to pass out because people aren't paying attention to you? Fuck you. <laughs> hey, my computer did that once. It sucked. <laughs> I hate you, Clippy, and then Clippy is like, words! <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is time for one of my favorite new segments. This is called Occasionally Asked Questions, where we take questions from the fans on the Facebook page about whatever they want to ask about, and we answer them. Maybe we're funny, maybe we're not. Maybe we just pull back the curtain a little bit. So, Sarah, you can take a break for a moment. Chris, why don't you do a dramatic reading of the next question on the page? Okay. Uh, this one comes from Colin. Of all of the stuff you three has suffered through, which was the least worst? As in... At gunpoint or something, if each of you had to choose one work to force yourself through again, which would it be? I'm going to put Keanu Reeves off the table for this one. Since yeah, we... yeah, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, could, I could get married and die to the lake house, so. <laughs> it would be a really romantic death. Yeah. I, I think the answer for me for this is, because uh, if I was at gunpoint, I would definitely have to go... Uh, with the with the Ayn Rand, just because it would uh, make my my life would last the longest. <laughs> <laughs> if they're well, gonna kill you... me as soon as I finish reading, I definitely have to go there. Good point. Um, I'm High School Musical because uh, you know, burn bright, burn with swagger. That's the way I live my life. Yeah, I mean, like if we're taking Keanu off the table, that, that's only, all that's saying is we have to take off all the good options because High School Musical was fun. It was retarded, yeah, right? but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. As what do you think? What do you think about being at gunpoint and choosing yeah, something? Yeah, gunpoint. I'm like looking back and forth. And I'm like, oh shit! I guess I would take the gun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, whatever, man. I'll take Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, Fine. right. Exactly. I was gonna say Alice in Wonderland is on there too, so we can we can settle for the merely boring. That's not. Yeah. 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 You know what I love about this is like somebody's holding you at gunpoint, and they're like, "I will shoot you if you don't sit down and watch a movie." <laughs> it's like, simply a movie that you have already admitted in public to not liking. Um, actually, I, honestly, I, I would not of the books. I would not mind the secret um, because that was the fun kind of crazy. Uh, if you have any other questions for us, infrequently or frequently asked, uh, put them on our Facebook page, facebook.com/readandweep, and we'll try to answer them in one of these segments. That, that is it for our show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. So uh, next week, a very disturbing thought for the world is the uh, debut of the Eclipse movie. I actually think we're going to enjoy it, not as people, but as people who have read the books. This is totally going to be okay. Oh, I'm going to be so jet-lagged. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> right, yeah, this is this is Chris returning from China, immediately going to watch Eclipse and record a podcast. So, I, I recommend for everyone out there, do not watch Eclipse on a regular state of consciousness. If you can alter in some way to jet-lag or something... <laughs> Jet lag, opiates, yeah. <laughs> peyote. <No. laughs> 
yeah, so join us next week for that, and then finally we'll be done with uh, Twilight for a little while. Sarah, besides yourself, do you want to pimp anything? Yeah. Um, actually, I want to give a shout-out to Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. <laughs> oh, chesty Jake. By far the most idiotic movie I've seen in theaters in a long time. So, so that's it. So, so thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back next week with that. Feel free to watch the bad movie that Sarah likes or uh, to check out Sarah. And uh, we, will be- <laughs> we don't know how, but good luck. <laughs> we'll be back at you later. Take care. Bye. <laughs>